0: Well, hello there, Internet family. This is Lee, your cruise director, back with another episode of Tea with Lee. Before I go any further, as always, I have to remind you... You've heard me say it every single episode. All views and opinions expressed on this show are mine alone and they in no way, shape or form represent those of Carnival Cruise Line. You know, those wonderful fun ship people that once upon a time used to employ me and I hope will in the not too distant future, even though it has been a while. Carnival, I miss you. I really do. Call me. Okay, and now my melodrama is out of the way. Um I can get into what today's episode is all about. Now, today's episode is in really high demand. The people of the internet have spoken. They said we want to see this person on the podcast. And by see I mean here because it's not a video production. You know what I'm saying. The people of the internet said they wanted this. And it's time to give it to them. In fact, a short backstory, confession time. 2020 was a really rubbish year for a lot of things. But one thing that happened that it didn't make it to the headlines. I recorded a full podcast episode with today's guest and I accidentally deleted it. I know. I know it. I was new. I was just starting out and I wiped the card anyway. Yeah. So it didn't see the light of day. All of the amazing discussions that we had on that 2020 episode with today's special guest. Um, it'll never be seen. It'll never be heard. It's gone forever. Another casualty of the horrible year that was 2020. Now, with that out of the way, I suppose I should make some sort of grand introduction, shouldn't I? Today's special guest is international. I know it's exotic. She comes from a far-off distant land. um, Where she comes from? Absolutely rocks. In fact, it's famous for its rock. A giant rock. Have you guessed it yet? The Rock of Gibraltar. Yes, so, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls everybody who identifies anywhere in between those two and all of the extra people that don't choose to identify it is time to introduce my special guest she is wonderful she is delightful she is effervescent and she is my special guest for the day it's lovely chloe the cruise director from the carnival splendor down under and countless other carnival ships let's give her a call Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you?
1: I'm good. You called at the right time, uh, because I'm actually drinking tea from my Ratatouille mug. Ah.
0: You are drinking tea? That means that it's officially time for tea with Lee. Mad.
1: It's time for tea. It's time for tea with Lee. It's time
0: for tea. Time for tea with Lee. It's been a while since I've used that jingle. Thank you for giving me a reason to.
1: Yes, and you know what? I love Rowan so much. That jingle makes me so happy every time I hear it.
0: Now, Chloe, tell me, because I I know we tried to do this once before. How much did you hate me? And I know you are sunshine, rainbows and butterflies, but how much did you hate me when I confessed that our episode had disappeared?
1: I hated you with the passion of a thousand burning suns. How about that?
0: <laughs> oh, that's deep. Well, hopefully this episode, this long-awaited episode, um, it comes in some form of an apology. I, I'm so sorry. I'm glad, though. I'm so glad I deleted it because it means we get to do this again, like right now. This is
1: true. This is like double double the fun, Absolutely. double
0: trouble. But so much has happened since since we last
1: spoke. Right. I don't even know what we talked about the last time. I can't remember.
0: Well, I think it was only four God. months. I think we'd only been in the uh, in the pandemic, in the pause, for, for a couple of months. Um, You'd been off on the Splendour. just made it home. And we were so enthusiastic and optimistic that this was going to be a temporary measure. And like a year down the line, we're still here.
1: Still here. Drinking tea. Yeah.
0: I mean, at least we've got tea. So, I... Chloe, I've dived right in, um, but I do realize maybe I've got some listeners tuning into the podcast uh, that aren't familiar with you. While this episode was by popular demand of all of our friends down under in Australia, uh, there may be friends out there that aren't familiar with you. So can I ask you to give me like a quick two-minute intro on who is Chloe Lotto? Oh, my God, the
1: pressure. (laughs) Uh, Who is Chloe? Well, um, I'm from, yeah, like Lisa, I'm from uh, the Rock of Gibraltar, uh, born and raised. Um, I moved away from Gibraltar when I was 18 to study. I moved to Manchester in the UK. I did a uh, bachelor's degree in English literature and drama. So I got two two degrees, one in each subject. Uh, I studied for four years. And then I joined the wonderful world of cruise ships. Um, before that, I was working as a journalist. Um, that was a plan to become a writer. Um mom said I was going to be the next Lois Lane. I was like, surprise, mom, I'm going to work on cruise ships. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you realize Lois Lane is not real, okay? She's not. <laughs> She's not a real person. Um, but, you know, I, I still did a bit of writing um, here and there. Um, just online and with the newspaper. Um, so that's something I've always kept on the back burner. But yeah, um, aside from that, after being 10 years on chips, uh, what else is about me? Mm, I love Disney. I love chocolate. I love wine. Okay. And solves all problems.
0: <laughs> I love that. I think that's possibly one of the best introductions anyone has ever made. But I have to dig a little deeper with you. So, Chloe, I'm coming straight at you with some incredibly personal questions Ooh, okay yeah i mean this is this is real like oprah level interview stuff that's coming at you right now
1: it's like in megan personal or are we gonna
0: <laughs> yeah well you saw us speaking about disney and i thought princesses and it, it's come straight out so chloe as a as a disney fanatic right yes. um, there's, a, there's a debate uh, it's almost as controversial as pineapple on pizza there are there are some people out there Um, that think this is perfectly acceptable and there are other people that don't agree. Okay. So, being honest, did you ever have a crush on a Disney character?
1: Absolutely. 1,000% and I'm not afraid to admit it.
0: Okay. Do do you mind asking, can I guess, can I take it, was it Aladdin?
1: Yes! How did you know? You know me so well.
0: He's quite the heartthrob, apparently, and you do have some very Princess Jasmine vibes about you. I think... Uh
1: you can stay forever, thanks.
0: You looked in um, the mirror and went, he's my prince.
1: <laughs> the thing is, though, as well, when I went to um, to Disney World when I was, oh, my gosh, the first time I went, I was maybe 10 years old when I went to Orlando. And we did, like, the character breakfast. You know, when, like, you have breakfast and they all come around the table and you take photos and sign autographs and stuff. Yeah. And Adam came around with his character breakfast when I was 10. He was so, I mean, like, he jumped straight out of the film. Like, it was the <laughs> best Aladdin I've ever seen. And till this day, I've been back to Disney World, like, five times. Nobody ever beats that Aladdin when I was 10 years old. He was gorgeous. Like, I'm like, take me on the magic carpet. Jasmine, who? I don't care. <laughs>
0: well, I'm, I'm so glad that you've got that experience as well, because there are people out there that fancy Aladdin that n- have never got to meet him. So you had that experience, and you were 10. You make your yes. heart throb.
1: But I mean, like so many, like, did you ever have a crush on a cartoon character?
0: Um, I don't, I'm not sure. Probably. I think it was probably um, a toss up between Princess Jasmine and Belle, if we're still in the, the the Disney genre. Which is probably, Geraldine's probably listened to this going mad because they're both little brunette characters that, I mean, I should say Cinderella, shouldn't I? I mean, yes, it's Cinderella.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's the one.
0: Uh, but, no.
1: I like Jessica
0: Rabbit or something. Oh, yeah. She was a bit ooh-la-la saucy, I think, for my my very innocent little childhood. Um, but I do
1: have... I love that.
0: I've got a story about a Disney character, in fact, from Aladdin. Um, the genie... I mean, incredible, incredible character in the animated movie voiced by the late, great Robin Williams legend. But we went to Disney, right? And my mum had a photograph with the genie and the, the the position of his pupils in his eyes for his for his of course very real uh, face were at a very unfortunate angle. And in this photograph with the genie, he is definitely he's, he's looking where he shouldn't be. He's not looking in my mum's eyes. Okay, and we've got this photograph of a very pervy genie from Disneyland. It's a, it's a great little giggle for the family every time we break the photographs out.
1: <laughs> That's on the fridge or something.
0: Ah, oh, it's it's hilarious. Uh, but, okay, so that was Disney. Then you said chocolate. What's your favourite chocolate?
1: Oh. Oh. How do you... Uh, why why do you ask me these questions? There's got to so be dis-
0: one. The one chocolate to rule them all.
1: Oh, uh, the one cho- I love Lord of the Rings reference. Um, oh, I like Lord of the Rings, too. <laughs> uh, I can talk about- um, Chocolate, chocolate. Mm, oh, I... Oh, Galaxy! I think <gasps> controversial. I love a Galaxy. Oh, but then I also love. Uh, I mean, if we're going to go really posh, like the Gillian chocolates. I mean, the for little Ferrero look... Rochers. Like, I mean,
0: you're getting carried away. I asked for one. You've just <laughs> announced every confectionery brand on the planet.
1: <laughs> but Gillian just melts in your mouth, and it's just like
0: that's so the. That's the little funky coloured shells, right? The like milk and white and dark chocolate all in one swirly shell. In chocolate, oh my god! Okay, I I don't feel like we're going to get very far with this next question if you were that torn on chocolate. But can you recommend a wine? Do you have a favourite wine?
1: Ooh. Ooh, okay, I'm very good at recommending wine. Oh, depends depends on my mood. Um. Like if you're looking, if it's a nice summer's day and it's lunchtime, oh, a nice Pinot Grigio would be uh-huh. nice, like nice, fine. or a lovely rose. Like on a nice hot summer's day, but we're going to go out for dinner. And like if I was going to the steakhouse on the ship, for instance, yeah. um, and I was having like the lamb, oh my god, I miss the steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> if I was having the lamb, I would go for that. Um, that. Cabernet Sauvignon. It's a California wine. What's it called? Decoy. Um, that's the badger. Yes. Also, where does the phrase "That's the badger" come from? I say that quite a lot. I don't know where it comes from.
0: I don't know who saw the. I wonder what the badger actually looks like. The who one is that the is.
1: Badger. <laughs> Somebody Google it. Find out.
0: Right now, we've got that that introduction out of the way, and we know you on a very personal level now. After my questions, um. How on earth are you? It has been a very long time that you've been at home. How are you on a on a human level? Not like Chloe, the cruise director. How is Chloe? How
1: is Chloe? Do you know what Chloe's good? Yeah. And do you know what I mean? because for a lot of people they've been at home for a year. I've actually not been at home for a year because I only got home in May because we were stuck on board. Um, oh, yes. For like fifty eight days. So this time last year I was still on I was still on the Splendor. Um, so I've been home for less than a year. Um, when I first got back, I I took, like, the summer, Uh and, like, watching, like, I mean, summer in Gibraltar is very long because it's very just hot from, like, May, June. Yeah. (laughs) So I took the summer, I just kind of relaxed, took a breath, spent loads of time with family and friends, um, because at the time in Gibraltar, the pandemic was... We they come out of lockdown. It was very relaxed, so we didn't have many cases at all. It was looking really, really good in Gibraltar. Yeah. So life is kind of normal-ish. Mm-hmm. I like, did have to the and stuff, but we still went to the beach, like you know, socially distanced and all that stuff. Um So, yeah, I spent a lot of time just kind of just I don't know. I suppose getting all the bad kind of negative energy out of my system about yeah. what was happening. Just kind of took time to like just breathe. And spend time with the people that I love, um, but you know me, I can't relax for too long. Um, so I started getting really antsy. Um, so I'm like, hmm, well, uh, husband's working, but you know, we've still got a mortgage and there's bills to pay. So I'm I'm gonna need to find something to keep me going. Yeah. Um, so I. Got, went to, I went back to my newspaper that I used to work at before I joined Chips. Um, and they gave me my job back, which was really nice. So I started, like, reporting, writing news stories. But I kind of felt a bit like mm, there's not really, aside from, you know, COVID-19 and Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> so that's literally all I was to talk about. I mean, what else are we talking about? Oh, my gosh. Um, and you try to be creative. And I thought, you know, this is, I just kind of feel a bit stuck in what in, in what I was doing. And I, it wasn't very fulfilling. But what is fulfilling now? I know all these deep questions, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to try something different. So I applied um, for a role at the bank in (laughs) Gibraltar, And somehow somehow I managed to get the job, um, which has been a really cool new experience. I've had no experience with banking before ever. And somehow I'm like a banking officer, which I'm actually really enjoying because it's new and, you know, it's different. It's really fast paced. It's really busy all the time because, you know, Everyone needs bank accounts. Yeah. um, And it's a very young team that I'm in. Like, everyone's kind Mm of, like, in these early 30s. And it's a nice, young, vibrant team. So it's been really fun to try something new. And then I also got a job on the radio as a morning show presenter on the weekends, on Sundays. So I work six days a week. um, And at least with the radio, it gives me that same, not the same fulfillment as being on a ship, but, like, it's a similar feeling, you know, of being able to like talk and, um, you know, try and spread some positive, you know, energy and stuff, and still connect with people from the ship because people actually tune in, which is really fun.
0: Yeah, uh, to the absolutely, absolutely. I, you made me giggle when you were like, "Well, what is fulfilling?" So I went to work in the bank. <laughs> that tickled me. <laughs> do
1: you know what? Like, what? This—it's such a crazy year, right? You've got to find stuff to do, and you've got to find stuff to keep yourself mentally engaged. Yes, and mentally occupied right and that's a big thing for me i need to be like i need to be engaged in something um so i mean banking was never what i wanted to do in life but it's something completely different yeah uh, and it's keeping me because i'm am learning obviously all the time it's keeping me keeping me going it's keeping me like okay so what what does this mean ooh okay so yeah it's been really really cool so i'm i'm good it took a it took a while to like kind of you know get all the negative you know me I'm a very positive person so I'm just trying to not let it all just affect me so it's gone oh and I have some more exciting news
0: oh you do can you say it can, can it be said on a podcast
1: um yeah I, yeah I guess it can be said on a podcast yeah
0: okay yeah. okay hang on people I need <laughs> I need some sort of uh hold on let me try and get some sort of news news jingle I because I feel like this needs a build up um bear with me in fact i'll I'll natter at you while we prepare your uh your announcement. Natter away. I think as people like cruise directors, we thrive on a challenge mm-hmm. when when you were saying about like what is fulfilling, every single time we we set out on a cruise. It's that that thrill of like, will it be a success? How do I make this a success? How can I help these people have the best possible experience? And and I didn't realize that we thrive on that that challenge, that unknown entity until you until you said about what is fulfilling and how I felt fulfilled and and my roller coaster every single week. And I think it comes. We need that sense of challenge. So going to work yeah. in the bank was a, a big challenge. Yeah, for
1: you. Challenge. I think mean, we we need that sense of. we're 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 contributing and and we're helping you know and we're you know we we thrive on that don't we we need that that in our life
0: most definitely okay chloe we've got um a podcast a, a tea with lee podcast exclusive i'm gonna play the dramatic music and then it's over to you here we go here we go Reporting live for Tea with Lee, this is the wonderful Chloe Lotto in Gibraltar. Chloe, you have breaking news. What's happening?
1: Okay, so, um, I mean, I I was involved in a play um, back in Gibraltar. Uh huh. Yeah, so, but basically, this play ended up being postponed because of restrictions. Mm -hmm. I did a play last year, but, and it went through and it was great. It was outdoors, minimal audience, it was fine. This year, though, we've had a bit of a you know up and down with the pandemic so we were going to do another play and then it got postponed so I was feeling a bit low about that but it's okay because um somehow um they're, they're doing, um, a local, uh, doing a local ho- doing a local horror film and I've been cast in it as Caroline in this horror film I'm so excited hang on
0: a second you have you live The best life. Folks, I'm going to be cards on the table. I am downright jealous of the life that this incredible lady leads. So... You're a cruise director. We all stopped working. You went home. You're living your lowest-lane fantasy by working for the paper as a journalist. You present on the radio, which we'll talk about later, because that's common ground. But I—I I was just copying you. Basically, I've worked out I want to be Chloe when I grow up. Um, you're working in the bank with like a real job, feeling all responsible. You're in a play, and now you're in a—you're in a movie. Well,
1: it's like a local film, right? It's not going to be not Hollywood or anything. Don't
0: but no, it's play it not- down. You're in a movie. <laughs>
1: it looks it's something to look forward to you know and you know what's hilarious is that i hate horror films i don't watch them because i'm a scaredy cat i hate them yeah i hate i i, I want if i watch a horror film i know i'm gonna think about it mm-hmm. and i'm never gonna sleep i just i, I have to sleep with the light on because I, i'm a scaredy cat so i, I i'm gonna tell the director because we're, we're gonna meet next week at some point um <laughs> like you will get genuine genuine screams of terror from me because like, especially if, like, they're giving – g- if the actors are giving me everything, like, I will – I am the biggest scaredy cat. Like, that will be genuine, genuine screams of terror. And I probably won't watch it back because I'm very squeamish. And I read the script, <laughs> and I'm like, this is actually horrifying. <gasps> actually, Are
0: you going to survive? I- Can you tell us? Do you – are you – oh, maybe you can't. I don't want to get you in trouble. Then again, the director probably isn't going to listen to my podcast. You're in it. Maybe he will. Don't spoil it. You can't tell us. If...
1: I can't give any spoilers. it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun i've never done i've never done film and i've never ever done anything to do with horror um so it's gonna be another new challenge yeah uh, but it's gonna be fun i'm excited In... it's gonna be i'm gonna have to do a lot of running around and dragging myself across the floor and stuff so that's gonna be fun <sighs>
0: So much fun. Incredible. I'm I'm jealous. I am. I'm jealous. Well, folks, you heard it here first that uh, Tea with Lee exclusive Chloe Lotto is gonna be in a movie. Okay, Chloe, Ooh. you you actually you brought me on to something. Really, really exciting that we both share is the the radio, the radio job that you do. I mean, I am a a very small um, imitation of what you're achieving, but um, you inspired me to try and get in touch with my local radio station. So you're a presenter on Radio Gibraltar.
1: Yeah, Um, it was cool because um, the kind of the role came out. And I just, I just, went for it. Um, yeah, I don't really, have, I don't have any experience with radio. I've experience with talking, but <laughs> zero, zero with radio. Um, and it was a really cool, it was a really cool process because we, I, there was like a a phone interview, and then there was an audition, and then there was like a regular, like a um, in person interview. So it was quite a big process to go through before I got it. Um, and actually, do you know I really loved the audition because the audition felt um, I don't know, it made me think creatively again, you know, like uh-huh. after so long being on board and it kind of spurred my brain into like, it's like it's like if a flying entertainer gives you his script to learn like five minutes before you go on stage and you're like, ah, you're going to say what? And you have to learn it and then go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> kind of like that, right? And you're looking at the script going, oh my God, what am I going to do? Um, so that was really fun. Um, so yeah, I, I did my radio training and then, how many shows have I done now? I've done like I don't even know. I've lost count. I think I'm yeah. I've done like six now, six, six, seven shows, something like that. Um, on Sunday mornings from eight till ten, so that's really fun. My family always wake up, we set the alarm, and they they listen, which is really cute. I love uh, that. But I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's fun. It's a uh, it's difficult. It's not easy being on radio. It's it sounds like it's something that's really simple, but it's it's there's a there's an art to it. Um, and I'm still learning like a hundred percent still learning. I'm no idea a pro. Um, but it's a, it's been a really cool challenge for sure.
0: Yeah. I'm, I respect it so much because it, there's, there's such a, a pressure on the time constraint and that's one of the big lessons that I'm taking away from my radio experience when we eventually get back to working on ships that, one of the big pressures that the office, all of our managers, the entertain, managers of entertainment experience were putting on me was like to cut the fluff is the term that they used. They fluff, think yeah. I'm too flowery with the way I explain things or I, I talk too much. So they were always encouraging me to get to the point and cut the fluff. And working on the radio has really made me conscious about making a point or saying exactly what I mean, getting the message across, and then moving on. So it's it's been good. I think there's transferable skills, definitely.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, and like, same with like with like announcements and stuff as well on the PA system. They want you to keep it like super short. And it's there's an art to doing a short a short link, um, and it's got to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, and you've got to keep it keep it interesting, um, yeah. and it's got to have an impact. So it's kind of like our announcements, really. Yeah. Yeah, so sure. Yes.
0: absolutely. And one thing that I have kind of, we've had a lot of time to think, right? <laughs> one thing that I was thinking about when I get back on the ships is that with my announcements, particularly on board, I was in the habit of being like <laughs> the fifth night into a cruise and saying, coming up tonight In the show lounge, which is on this deck in the front of the ship, like, it's the fifth night of the cruise. They know where that is. I can just say, sorry, pause. They refers to all of our wonderful guests who I love dearly. I don't mean just like, they know where it is. I love you all. But yeah, on the fifth night of the cruise, people know where the theatre is. So instead of being like, on this deck.
1: Right? I mean, you'd think, fingers crossed, by that point.
0: Yeah, so you can just say, tonight's show is this, and it's at this time and this time. It's been the same every night.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's, that's so true. Oh, my gosh, yeah, because we always say deck five at the front of the ship. Yeah. Whatever you whatever ship you're on, because if you're on a spirit class, you're on deck two.
0: Two, yeah. Oh, two. Yeah. great question, in fact. You just reminded me because you said spirit class. On my Facebook page, I asked people... Um, The age old question. Oh, Lord. Big ship versus small ship. As a cruise director, Chloe, do you have a preference on a bigger ship or a smaller ship? And it can be based on um, the job that you do, or I don't know, something as trivial as like the cabin that you get as cruise director. But for you personally, and there's no right or wrong answer to this, um, would you prefer a Big ship or a small ship?
1: Hmm. Uh, I mean, I love my. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. My favorite class of ship is the Spirit class. Like a thousand. Percent. Don't hold say. back. <laughs> no, no, because don't get me wrong. I love all the classes of ships, but there's something the Spirit class ships are so different. I love that they're a bit bigger than the Fantasy class, uh, but with the same number of guests. And I do love the small ships because it feels. I don't know. It because it's smaller, yeah. and even getting around the crew, you get to know people a lot quicker. Oh, absolutely, all people because it's because it's smaller, and it's it's that feeling with the crew. I mean, with the guests, I feel like you know, I, whether it's a bigger or a small ship, it's you know, I get to know them anyway. But with the crew, especially if it's a smaller ship, you know, way more of the crew, don't you? There's more yeah. of a yeah, yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah, a, a camaraderie, a sense of community. I I get that, and that's. Something that I've definitely mulled over when I was contemplating Big or Small Ship. There's a sense of intimacy and, like, unity from a small ship that you just struggle to foster that same vibe, although we try to.
1: Hold on, sorry, we're going to pause because my doorbell went off.
0: Oh, someone's at the door.
1: Oh, guy, this is live. Chloe, shush. (laughs) The dog's barking.
0: By the way, (laughs) Chloe's got the most adorable, adorable dog.
1: Can I, um, I pop around? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. thank you. Don't, worry, don't worry, don't worry. I'll come around
0: in a bit. Okay, who, finger. Bye. Who was it? Was it your auntie? I thought, lives, it, it, me? Huh? I thought it was going to be your auntie. It's okay. We can leave this in. We can cut it out. No, it's real. It's live. People can know that you're on a, a real person with a family and a doorbell and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, on the smaller ships, I, I just think there's a sense of intimacy and community that you can't, you can't replicate when you get to like huge volumes of people and that's not to put the big ships down because I would love to be on a big ship because you get all of the bells and the whistles and the yeah. fancy stuff.
1: I mean the was gonna have a, a roller coaster, a freaking ro- I love roller coasters. Are you kidding me? I don't like listen, when the Mardi comes out, Lee, you and I are just gonna go. I'm sure some of the guests can smuggle us in their suitcases and we're gonna go with them. <laughs> I'm gonna have the best freaking time. Yeah. I'm- all the food and all the cocktails and I'm going to do all the things.
0: Chloe, I'm not going to lie. When they announced that it was coming out, in fact, it wasn't when they announced it was coming out. It was um, when Matt stepped away from the company and retired and they announced that Mike Pack was taking over uh, as cruise director on Mardi Gras. I messaged um, Mike and Hugo, the ED, and I was just like, would you be upset if I if I took a holiday on your ship? Like, I just want to come and play. I don't, I'm not even fussed about working. In fact, I'll probably have a better time if I'm a guest. Do you yeah, mind if I come?
1: So. Go together. Oh, my God, it'll be the best time.
0: I think so. Especially if, because um, the way that this industry is going to restart, um, there's been no secret that the plan is, for it to be a phased-in approach. So if we're at the point where the world is open and the ships are sailing, and for some crazy reason, I'm not sure why we wouldn't be the first people the company call. Like, Arnold Donald, sir, if you are listening to this, I don't know why you're not phoning Chloe and I first. Like, on the same call to say, you two are the first cruise director back and we have to operate as, as like, Siamese cruise directors. I don't care. Um, but yeah. if, if we're not the first back... Um, we should totally go and just take a cruise.
1: Oh my god, that would be that would be so much fun! Like, legitimately though, just literally, I will I will be at the pool having my cocktails, having my rum punches, watching all the shows.
0: Oh my god! I mean, I, it's so funny to think about. I've, and I honestly, I haven't really considered taking a cruise in great detail. But as a cruise director who wasn't working on a ship, what would be like? The most exciting thing you can think about doing, like sitting there and be like, Haha, I'm not at work.
1: Oh my gosh. So Anna uh, I did a, I went on a PO cruise only because my husband was a dancer on it. Uh huh. So on a I forget what ship I was on, the conquest maybe, I don't know. I signed off and I flew and met the ship in Venice. I think it was Venice.
0: Yeah. Beautiful yeah. part. Beautiful
1: part. Venice and then we did I did I said did a back-to-back so I was there for two weeks um it went to it went from Venice to Genoa and then Genoa back to Venice for so- the whole the whole two weeks um and I just remember we left what port did we'll be we leaving Montenegro Cot- uh, Coton, Montenegro yeah. yeah 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 we got back on board had a gorgeous day out it was so nice and it was like a, I think it was a fairly early sail away maybe like three, three 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 thirty or something so I was like oh let's go to the pool it wasn't like the nicest day weather-wise. It was still warm, but yeah. just a bit cloudy. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into the pool, have a cocktail, and what were they doing? A away party, and I was like, aha! I'm in the pool, <laughs> I don't, and I'm dip and watch the hosts.
0: That's so funny. So your your one thing when you're on a cruise, um, not as an employee, is not having to dance at the parties, just being able to watch. <laughs>
1: Yeah, literally, like you know, nighttime I'll be there, but daytime, <laughs> you know, I want to be in the pool. I can't. <laughs> Come on, now! It was so funny, so fun, and I totally. I also went to the Captain Celebration, loved it. English Captain, that was cool. Oh,
0: oh yeah, piano, of yeah. course.
1: But yeah, English Captain um, sat front row center for all the shows, obviously because. Yeah. Um, oh, it was so much fun. It was it was weird. And you know what was even funnier? Mm-hmm. I remember on the first first day or two, I was up on the Lido mm-hmm. in some food. <laughs> and you know like you 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 can tell who's a crew member, can't you? Just in life, right? You just know yes. there's something that screams crew, isn't there?
0: I've got a story about... about this in a second, but yes, go on.
1: So, I'm on the Lido getting food and literally this this really, really lovely waitress comes to me and she's like, The crew mess downstairs. And I'm like, I don't work for you. Oh,
0: I've got to tell I'm you. I'm Yes. Exactly the same. And in fact, Chloe, this is a weird, like, do, 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 do moment. I think I sailed on the exact ship you're talking about because I took a cruise out of Venice on a PO ship. It was the Oceana. Yes, We've both done it. I'll have to check with you when it was that uh, he was on there because my friend Grant, um, who now works in the Fun Squad for Carnival, in fact, Grant yeah. Bowden, um, he was a singer on that ship. Uh, and I went to visit him. And in the public areas, people would come over to me. I'd just be sat down, and other guests would be like, Oh, so you one of the entertainers on board? And I'm like, No i do work on ships this is weird how you can tell that uh but no i'm just visiting a friend on this one and then i i fe- felt like i was almost working even though i wasn't working
1: it's weird isn't it like people just know yeah but i don't know i don't know what it is also well i then i i actually visited a ship at that docked in gibraltar we, uh-huh. had a, had a, we had a friend who was a singer yeah what line was it oh it wasn't it was one of the the smaller lines. Oh, I can't remember. It was on a world cruise. I it's forget okay. what night. Uh, I don't remember. But he was in port for the day and he got us um, crew passes to go on and check out the ship. Um, and I remember walking around and everyone just staring at like me and Chris. Yeah. Just just. And then I realized it's because the average age was like 90 years old.
0: Oh, yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> This, these people were like, I mean, it was uh, the, the age demographic was a lot older, so um, they assume that all the younger humans that are walking around, I suppose, <laughs> were <bored. laughs>
0: All of the younger humans.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but it was just, I'm like, do I have something on my face? What's going on? Why are you all staring at me? Oh, wait, everyone's like 90. I understand.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to find on my phone. I've got my phone out frantically scrolling through um, to find out what year it was when I oh was my God. on that oh, no. cruise. Yes.
1: yes. How weird
0: um, the would that be?
1: I um, uh, forget his name. Oh, it's going to annoy me. But the cruise director uh, was a mutual friend of James's.
0: How bizarre. It's a small world, isn't
1: it? Uh, it was it was yeah it was the mutual friends and apparently James kept asking him to like come over to Carnival, um, but I forget this guy's name. It's going to drive me nuts. I know he used to work at Butlins because a lot of the you know fan squad and yes. CDs work at Butlins. Um, I forget his name. It's going to drive me bananas. I'll have to ask Chris later. I'll message you. I'll let you know.
0: Oh please do. Oh I'm almost there because. I was working for my first cruise line at the time. I think I must have been because that's where I'm at in my timeline of photographs. Let's have a look.
1: I think it went in 2017.
0: Oh, okay. No, it was well before 2017 because I was working for Carnival in 2017. Uh, But that's so weird and I've committed to finding it now. I think I was like way back in 2015,
1: 14.
0: Um,
1: Yeah, not that far back for me.
0: But um, Venice was incredible. In fact, I loved I loved that entire itinerary because I'd never worked it. Oh, no, I've missed it. I don't know when it was. I'll find out. We can we can talk about this when I'm not recording a podcast because I'm sure this is very. Oh, and I've just found it. (laughs) It was 2015.
1: Ah, that's the year I became a cruise director, look at that.
0: Really? Oh, can we talk about that? Because we just dived straight in. So, believe it or not, everybody listening, this wonderful cruise director in front of us, um, she started out as a very shy little girl, didn't you?
1: I did, yes, started when I was 22. Oh, God.
0: Yeah, Chloe Uh, was super shy and you wouldn't believe it now. She's fantastic radio broadcaster, cruise director, film star. Uh, but can, right now, can you tell us about about your journey um, becoming a cruise director and and how you worked your way up?
1: Yeah, so when I started, I was a I was a social host because that's what so, that's what the fun squad would call it was social host. Uh huh. Um, and I I started on the Carnival Imagination. Um and the day that I joined they were super short staffed. I remember there was literally me, one other host, the assistant cruise director and the cruise director, and that was it. Wow. <laughs> so I was pretty I was thrown pretty much straight in. And I remember um I, I I became really good friends with one of the singers on board. Do you know Matt Siegel?
0: Yes, I love Matt. Love
1: uh, Matt Best friend friend of LMA on board. Love him dearly. Um super sweet guy. Um amazing singer. Love him. Um I remember he said to me one day, he was like, Chloe, like, when you first got on board, you were all a bit, we were, like, a little bit worried because we like, you were so quiet. But then you get on stage and it's like, oh, okay, she's fine. Um, I'm like, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I was a lot shyer, I think, at opening up to people. Um, um, I, I was the kind of person that would kind of sit down, assess the room, tr- like, like, see what the vibe is before I start opening up. Now I'm just like, hello.
0: <laughs> now you what? open the room. <laughs>
1: now I'm like, but it's so funny, isn't it? Because I, I, but I just, I was always that way naturally. Um, so I feel like I really grew up with carnival. I think carnival, um, really forced me to really come out of my shell, and it, it didn't change me because I still am who I am. Yeah. I am what I am. <laughs> <That's> cool. <laughs> I still, yeah, I am who I am still. But yeah. it just, I don't know. Carnival helped me develop into more into who I am. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. As a human i follow
0: yeah. that that makes sense so you started out as a social host thrown in at the deep end and then how long did it take you to work your way up so when did you when did you start climbing the ladder
1: so um did my first contract so yeah at the time my husband was also working on ship so a big thing for us was trying to stay together as a as a couple of yeah of course and we took a bit of a break in 2012 to get married and stuff uh-huh. you know take to- we took a bit we took quite a big gap i think we took not quite six months but very close to that like that cut off yeah yeah like if we wait longer to go back like we're gonna have to reapply you know we're like oh 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 that so i think after after we got married um and honeymooned i think that's when i really started to think about kind of progressing further up Mm -hmm. so 2012 I came back, we came back at the end of 2012 um, to the Carnival Triumph, which is now The Radiant. Oh my god, is it The Radiant? Yeah, is it? No, the no,
0: no, no. Triumph is Sunrise.
1: Sunrise. I get so confused. It's
0: okay.
1: victory. The... Oh my gosh, I get so confused. It's all right. Um, so it was so funny because then we joined The Triumph, and then literally three months in, fire on The Triumph.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Because so I was on board for that with Jen. Yeah, with Jen. Oh, yeah. Jen was the cruise director. So there for the, the fire. Um, so obviously had to leave <laughs> and then come back later. I was like, well, we'll keep progressing when I eventually come back after the fire. Um, so that was 2013. Then 2014, when I worked with James Dunn on The Magic, um, I got a phone call halfway through my contract that said um, they wanted to promote me to assistant cruise director.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: So that was cool. So I moved, and they needed me, like, ASAP, so they moved me from the magic to the fantasy. Yeah.
0: Yes. I believe it. I wasn't there. Yeah, fantasy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, uh, And I was an assistant cruise director. Um, So that was really fun. I actually then got to work with John Heal, which was amazing. I had to be John Heal's ACD for a while. What? That was awesome. Chloe
0: Loddo, I I was going to full name you. I was going to throw your middle name in as well, but I I won't be that harsh with you at this point. You got to ACD for John Heald.
1: Yeah, that was really cool. And in Alaska, it was the bomb. It was the bomb. You got
0: to ACD for John Heald in Alaska.
1: Yeah, it was. I remember remember they flew me because they needed me. because I took over for Calvin because Calvin... Had to go home for something. He had a family thing. Yeah. And they needed to stay for a couple of weeks. So a
0: hurtling competition.
1: A- I said, yeah, I'll go. Absolutely. So they flew me into Juneau, Alaska. Um, and I remember the time difference was I was – the jet lag was so real. Like I woke up in the hotel at 1 a.m. going, where am I? What time is it? Yeah. I'm so confused. And I remember I joined the ship. And this was my very first interaction with John Heald. I get to my – you know, I sign on, MSA, do all that jazz, find my cabin. Yeah. Get to my cabin, the cabin phone rings. Pick up the cabin phone, and there's an Italian speaking to me at the other end. Clau, I see uh, you just uh, signed on the ship, uh, and it keeps going. I'm like, What the hell is this? And then slowly the voice changed, and it's John Heal. I'm like, Oh my god, it was so funny!
0: Amazing.
1: He was like, Chloe, like, you must be like super trash, like, you just flew all the way from Gibraltar. He's like, sleep, take a nap. Like, I'm going to get uh, D, Diana, who was his personal assistant. Yeah. Uh, or Jacinta. Um, I'm going to, she's going to call you, like, we'll be up later, but you just chill out, you rest for now, like, you must be knackered. Don't worry, I'll call you later. And I was like, you're amazing. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and then I met up with him um, and he kind of, we had a meeting and uh, it was cool because I got to do the fun times because that was before a media manager, yeah, right? Yeah. So like, fun times for John um which i was doing anyway before so i was like this is fine yeah um, and yeah it was really cool i i got to see his welcome aboard show which was like the funniest welcome aboard show i've ever seen like that was just iconic it was ridiculous it's not a marriage show ridiculous yeah ridiculous i mean like <laughs> i just watched it with my jaw on the floor so i learned a lot from uh, mr john and um he asked me he's like you love disney don't you and i said yeah he's like can you do a disney princess voice and i was like yeah <laughs> of course i can he's like would you mind calling my daughter and pretending to be oh. like Oh, so i did i called kai and I pretended to be a princess and i took a photo of her on the other end of the line and she her face was all like lit up i was like oh this is so cute wow
0: how <laughs> so magical is that
1: experience it was really cool um and he was very much um he was all about me going, you know, you're in Alaska, like go out, enjoy it. Like, you know, we'll meet up at this time, go enjoy Alaska. It was it was awesome. Like the coolest experience working with John. He's brilliant.
0: What a boss. I feel like such a terrible cruise director for any of my fun squad that are listening right now. They're probably like, John healed give Chloe like the night to sleep and days off. And there's you calling us into meetings and trainings, Mason. <laughs> I'm so sorry,
1: guys. (laughs) It was so so good. Um, So then, after I worked with John, I went to oh god, I remember now, the Splendor, I think. And then it was on the Splendor that um, I got promoted to cruise director. So it was less than a year after I became an assistant, I got promoted to cruise director. And, and, and I mean, back what, to the imagination for my very first stint as a CD, which was my very first ship when I first joined. How cool is that? Oh,
0: How yeah, is. that's a beautiful, like, full circle journey on that one to, to start there and that be your first ship as, uh, as cruise director. Incredible. Well, Chloe, you make me absolutely gush with envy like if i didn't want to be chloe when i grew up um at the start of this episode now i definitely want to have been chloe before i grew up and when i grew up um which would be a weird statement i suppose if we weren't in 2021 and rupaul drag race being a huge phenomenon so before i let you go chloe because i know that you are a big rupaul fan did oh, you yes. did you watch the UK Drag Race finale?
1: I did watch the UK Drag Race finale.
0: Okay, I'm not going to show you my cards. It was a controversial one for anyone that's watching. I don't want to spoil it, so we won't talk about. We won't say names, right? Um, but Chloe, how did you feel about about the result?
1: You know what? I really, um, I really loved all the queens in the final. Um, I think they got the top three right um agreed yeah um and it was so hard to honestly like I was watching it going it could be any of them like it really could be because mm-hmm. they were all brilliant yeah um, so I was happy I was really happy for the queen that won did I maybe want another queen to win maybe
0: yeah I think we're in the same I think we're of the same opinion
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But I had... um they're all brilliant though like I mean it's it's a personal preference right at the end of the day but like they're all brilliant they're all and I love the top three I was like yes this is great um and I'm happy for the queen that one but I won't say
0: I had a similar chat with um with Gary Blair yesterday and I completely forgot everything that is very obvious about Gary so I was like oh Gary did you see Drag Race he was like yes and he just looking back hindsight's a great thing he gave me a yes of i know what you're about to say <laughs> and i was like did you see it's like yeah i was like well i wasn't too sure he's like absolutely not you're wrong
1: <laughs> well yeah <laughs> yeah, <I'm>
0: like... <laughs> yeah this that was a classic case of lee um opening his mouth before he engages his brain anyway chloe um i know your auntie came round. she knocked um so- <laughs>
1: She needs help. She needs help sending an email blessing. She doesn't know how to... So I've got to go help her.
0: I'm glad you said sending an email. It's like, you know, my auntie is in the middle of an emergency, but I'm recording tea with Lee. So auntie, I'll call you back in a moment if you're needing assistance. (laughs) Okay, so you need help sending an email.
1: Yeah, she doesn't know how to... So I need to go show her. Okay. And then the dog's looking at me like, "Mummy, let's go for a walk. Oh, he just looked at me. Oh, you're so cute. I'm coming. Oh, my God.
0: He can hear the W word. They know. They know.
1: Wait, wait can, I, can I show you? Of, like, of course this you can. Face.
0: Show Hold me on. the face.
1: How do I? Ah! How do I flip the camera? I'm so bad at this. Here we go. <gasps> Look. at I, oh.
0: I wish you could see this on the podcast, people. That was the most adorable. And this, this is the cold shoulder of I heard you say walk. So we're going. Like, come on, I'm not going to look at you. I'm not turning around to face you. You're seeing the back of my head. I'll yes. look over my shoulder because it's time to go. Stop talking to that English boy and let's leave. Folks. <laughs>
1: look at that. Like, let's go, baby. Let's go. I mean, you're so demanding.
0: Okay, Chloe, I will love you and leave you. Thank you so much for joining me for take two of Tea with uh, Lee.
1: Having me. Um, you are the best. Um... How is your radio show
0: going? I haven't asked you. I I my radio show is really fun. I'm loving it. Uh, it's it's a cruise itinerary show. So I talk about different parts of call all around the world, and I focus on one itinerary at a time. So so far on the show, we've been to Russia and the Baltic cities. We've been to the Norwegian fjords. And most recently, we touched on the British Isles, but there are so many ports around the British Isles that I could only do a handful. So we did Dublin, Liverpool, Tobermory, Ulapool and Portsmouth. But there's so much to see and do. Um, That really needs a a part two. But I need to take my listeners somewhere exotic like Hawaii or... The Pacific Islands, or somewhere, because I just feel like I'm teasing them. It's like listeners in Barrow, Inferno's Cumbria, and all I've done is speak about like cold places that are known for for incredible beauty, but maybe not sunshine. So I'm planning on taking my listeners to Hawaii soon.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But Doing Chloe, yes, sir. let
1: me know when you're on your own so I can have a listen.
0: I will. I will indeed. Um, but for now, I'm going to love you and leave you because that dog is just desperate to go for a walk. Chloe... He's so
1: desperate, bless him. All right, I'm coming. Okay, let's go. Come on. Come on, baby. Lots of you're... love
0: to you. You have a great walk, okay?
1: You too. We'll talk soon. Yes, love. indeed.
0: Bye for now. Wow. I hope you enjoyed that little catch up with Chloe. She's such a gem. I hope you uh, I hope you felt it. Um, if you don't know who Chloe is, you can find her on Facebook. I'll put her social media links in the description to this video as always. Uh, but that's it for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. And you know what I'm going to say. Until I see you next, stay up late, have fun and make memories. As this episode plays out, don't forget to visit ShipTease.com for your Lee or Cruise Director merchandise, T-shirts, hoodies, flip-flops, beanie hats, tote bags, and drinking vessels. ShipTease.com Thank you so much. I really, really do. I I can't tell you how much I appreciate uh, you choosing to listen to the podcast. More episodes to come. Stay safe, everyone.